So, this is Vibe Drive, episode 78. And with episode 78, brings one of the most authentic tech creators to the platform. I got tech news reporter, tech reviewer, tech analyst, Grego TV on deck. Vibe Drive starts now. What's up, people? This your boy, Viper, the man about tech. And welcome back to another episode of Bike Drive. This is the podcast about tech, hosted by the man about tech. And as I just alluded to in my introduction, I have tech news reporter, news analyst, Mr. Tech Everything himself, Greg TV is in the building. What's up, baby? How you doing? <laughs> Woo! What's up? What's up, man? How are you? I'm, I, I floored him, man. I floored him. He doesn't know what to do now. I floored him, y'all. I'm good, man. How you doing over there today? I'm really good. It's it's hot in my office. It's I mean, there's no AC in here, so it's like uh, and the sun beats in right at this time. But uh, otherwise, I'm good. All right, so what, you are on the uh, West Coast, correct? Yeah, San Diego, California. Oh, I, uh, yeah, been here since. 2004. I'm from Massachusetts originally. Okay, though. no wonder you how you over there in Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna be hot over yep. there. You're gonna be a little hot over there, no doubt. Yeah. All right, Sunny. So before I go anywhere with you, I asked you this question on Twitter. I think a while back, but I just want you to explain it to my listener because I just think it's unique. But we got to talk about the origin of the name Gregor. Yeah. So I mean, I so I guess when I met my I met my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. Um, I met her in like 2009 ish, I think. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, 2009, 2010. And it's just a nickname from her. She would call me Greggles. I don't know. There's really not much more to it. So then when, once I eventually started a YouTube channel, I ended up using Greggles. And that's because I couldn't think of anything else. So that's kind of how it originated. No doubt. And I'm, man, I stuck, man. Here you are, 70 some thousand subscribers later, and you're Greggles TV getting it done. <laughs> exactly. So. I'm going to ask you the same thing I ask everybody else who comes on here for the first time. What brought you to YouTube? Um, probably the same as, as most people. Like I saw C-Kids, I think it was that yesterday, and it's very similar. So I started because, well, actually, just to go back a little bit, I actually was on YouTube, not for tech, but just like stupid random videos with no direction when it like originally came out. I And, and I'd have videos that got like 50,000 views or 100,000 views. But I didn't have many subscribers, maybe like 300 subscribers or whatever. So I had no direction. I was doing that. But eventually in uh, in 20, I think it was 15 or 2016, I started like a video game channel. It was called Greggles TV and Dan or Greggles and Dan, actually. And uh, we started video game thing. We were getting no views. I was getting like literally three views. And that was from us checking mm -hmm. out our own video. No <laughs> views at all. And then uh, he he, he kind of got lazy and not, not didn't really put out content with me. And I started doing everything on my own. And eventually I ended up getting a NVIDIA Shield uh, 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 console and I ended up doing that. And that's how I kind of got my initial growth and I built off of that. But to answer, I didn't even answer a question. <laughs> the reason I started the YouTube channel is because I, I was always the person that like my family would ask me tech questions and they'd be like, oh, why don't you do your own tech channel or YouTube channel? And, and my channel, you probably don't even get from it, but I'm kind of not wild and I'm kind of a weird guy. So I don't know. People would always be like, oh, I want you to do videos. And I don't know. This was easier to do than just doing random kind of funny stuff. And I always I love tech. So it was a perfect mix. Hey, absolutely, man. I think that's why most of us start these YouTube channels, at least most of us in tech anyway, because we love tech. But I'm curious as to your chosen uh, niche or whatever. I don't even know if I can identify your niche right, right off the top. I know you're <laughs> really big at the you're really big at the Samsung, but. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can say that that's your chosen area of expertise. Or what? What would you say is your chosen niche or subject area? That I know. I I I, I would say it's Samsung because that's mostly I, I could put any video up. I could put a video up of TCL, and some uh, one of my viewers is going to be like, "Did you hear about Samsung new update?" Like in those comments. Like so, I, oh, I would say it's probably Samsung. But I like to do a little bit of everything. I'll do smart home stuff. I'll do any phone i'll do samsung i'll do apple but generally it's a lot of samsung stuff but i'm kind of trying to this year i've kind of made a more of a conscious effort to do more longer form videos a lot of the time i'll just do these you know three four minute videos sometimes less um and so i do that but now i'm doing trying to do a lot more comparison type videos as well 
And then beyond that, obviously, I do a tech news show every single day, seven days a week, um, where I talk mostly about Samsung, but I will include other, you know, Apple and other tech products as well. So it's a mixture of tech news and then the other stuff is like walkthroughs and reviews. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that next. You put up two videos per day usually. That is a lot of work for a creator to upload two videos every day. Yeah. What yeah. what what led you to that decision? Why do you do that? That's a good question. I well, part of the reason is to keep myself motivated um, mm. because I I feel like if I it's just like working out in a way. Like if I not that I I only walk. That's my workout. But like if I don't do something every single day, I feel like I'm just gonna stop and I'll get lazy and I'll be like you know what I'll take a day off. Oh, I'll take another day off. I'll take another day off. <laughs> So that's why I, I do the, the the videos every day. Plus, I love doing it. And plus, I don't know, it doesn't, it, it sounds crazy, two videos a day, but I, I, I've i created this format that it doesn't completely overwhelm me. And I have videos in the can. I don't, the tech news video I have to do every, every day because that changes every day. But like the video I released at like two o'clock in the morning, which is like a, a, a review or a walkthrough, I have those in the can. Like right now I have a, like five or six of those videos already recorded. So if I got sick, didn't feel like doing a video that specific time. I have them in the can. I can just release them. Wow. So I, that's, yeah. Let me just say, coming from a person who tries to upload three to four videos a week, you yeah. doing two a day is next to incredible, man. Salute to you. You get <laughs> you get all my salute because that, that's an undertaking that you got going on over there. But you get it done every single day, man. Yeah. I mean, I simplify it, too. I mean, like some people, like you look at, you know, Marquez or 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 anybody that like those huge those guys people that are huge they have put a lot more effort in terms of like getting this angle and that angle and this that's not me i would be completely bored and, and i'd be like oh, i hate this i wouldn't want to make videos i just want to make it simple i want to get my content out i want to be precise i want to give something that people want to know and learn or want to see and that's what i do i don't whatever i can't shoot like them it would just it would bore me to tears for the record, I think he just confused and put me and Marquez in the same sentence. Me and Marquez are, we're not in the same sentence. I am not a huge YouTuber by any stretch of the imagination. I do not work on those cinematic camera, uh, camera shots like that. Although I will shoot some B-roll every now and then, but I'm pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. I'm point and shoot, talking head, good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I should also mention, I don't really, I don't know about you, but I don't really watch a lot of television. I watch YouTube, but generally my fun is like just making videos, hanging out with my son, my wife. Yeah. And um, that's pretty much it. I, otherwise, I'm like, even when I'm watching TV, I'm usually making videos or editing a video or something. Like even before I called you, I was editing a video. So it's I'm always editing a video or recording. So you so you're always working. I mean, that's the way to be. I mean, yeah. As creator, we we really constantly have to always be working. That's that's pretty much how we're wired. Especially if you want to maintain and stay relevant on YouTube, you got to keep working. You can't really stop. <laughs> exactly for sure. So I'm curious. I don't know if there was ever a time where you shot just one video a day or just one video, but if there was a time when you made the switch to doing two videos a day, did you see like a like a change in your YouTube growth because of the fact that you shoot two videos a day, or does it have to make like very little to no difference? I don't. I, honestly, I don't even. I don't even remember if I. I don't remember. I'm trying to think back why. Well, I know why I did start doing two because I wanted to do. I wanted to do the tech. I was already doing the tech news thing. I was like, I'm going to do this every day. No one's really doing tech news every single day, or at least mobile news every day. Some people would do it like five days a week or a few days a week, but generally nobody was doing it. At least that, I don't, I, maybe they do it now, but no one does it every day or day a week. At least they didn't do it three years ago that I knew. Um, so I did that. And then I was like, well, I also want to release a video. That's again, a, a walkthrough or a, or a tech review. And then I'm like, well, I do this. I, I was already doing those videos every single day. So I was like, I don't, I'll just do two a day. I'll do one in the morning. And then one later in the morning or one in the early afternoon or something like that. So that's kind of how I, why I started. But in terms of growth and stuff, I don't think I saw a huge amount of growth. It's been pretty steady, like the, the growth. Occasionally I'll get a pop here or there, but generally it's just steady. It's, it's really, it's almost like this. It's growing, but it, the growth is like this. It's really like that. I, I guess the only thing more, I probably, I make more money. Because right. I'm putting out more content, but which obviously is nice because this is my only income. I don't have a real job. Oh. Um, so so other than that, yeah, this is this is what I do. So it's I mean, whatever. It's for the it's, record, people, for the record, for those of y'all watching and those of y'all listening on audio only, what he does is a real job. Don't let him fool you. What we do is a lot of work. Most people can't yeah. do what we do. So the right. fact that he's able to do it and do it full time and keep doing it 
it's a real job. I don't want to hear this real job nonsense. It's definitely a real <laughs> job. All right, so let's get into the nerdy part of this uh, podcast. So, uh, oh, man, where do I begin with this? So, first, I want to <laughs> say that I, I watched part one of your interview with Ross Young. For those of y'all that yeah. don't know who uh, Ross Young is, he is the founder of Display I mean, or is it a Digital Supply Chain Consultant. No, Display yeah. Supply Chain Consultant. He's the guy that's been, he's a, yeah, he's the guy that's been leaking all the Samsung Note 20 and Galaxy Fold yeah. news lately. And my, our buddy Greg was here, did an interview with him the other day. So I guess I should start there. Let me, uh, so now let me go back to what all of this 120 hertz promotion stuff means. Because I'm trying to get better at explaining all this stuff to the non-techie people. So if you have an iPhone, any iPhone right now, your iPhone runs at 60 hertz, um, uh, on the uh, display, so it's like uh, I think it's like 60 frames per second, something like that. So yeah. that's the normal uh, frequency for displays for most smartphones up until now. This year, manufacturers are starting to double that output, so they're starting to make displays with 120 hertz uh, refresh rate, things like that. Samsung has it on the Galaxy S20 Ultra and the Galaxy S20 lines. OnePlus just released a 120 hertz uh, display with the uh, OnePlus 8 and 8 Pro. Actually, I think it was a couple of years ago, Razer uh, released it on some of their phones. Samsung is going to release it later on with the Note uh, Note 20 and Fold uh, Galaxy Fold 2. And there have been rumors that Apple would finally bring 120 hertz or what they call ProMotion to the mm-hmm. iPhones this year, even though they've already had the uh, technology on iPad Pros in years past. They never had it on iPhones. It's been rumored that they might include it on iPhones this year. However, um, according to uh, our buddy uh, Ross Young here, um, there is some technology called LTPO, and I think it stands for Low Temperature Polycrystalline Octet. Let me break this down for y'all that don't speak nerd. Basically, <laughs> what basically what LTPO is, it allows displays in general to vary their refresh rates for their refresh rate to fluctuate. So if you have a, a display that runs at 120 hertz, if it has LTPO, then it can fluctuate between 120 hertz and 60 hertz. Because if you have a display that is constantly running at 120 hertz, you are going to chew through battery life. It's, it's over with. And I can attest to that because on my Galaxy Note, uh, my Galaxy S20 Ultra, I have it locked to 120 hertz. And it does not have that on there. And the battery life takes a nasty little hit. So the upcoming Note 20 phones and Galaxy Fold 2 phones are going to be the first Samsung phones this year that will include <clears throat> the LTPO technology. Now, according to Ross Young, the founder of Display... Uh, display supply uh, chain consultant, Samsung phones will be the only phones this year with the LTPO technology in them, which would allow for that variable uh, refresh rate at the 120 hertz. So there's been some talk, Gregor, that even though there's a lot of rumors saying that Apple's new iPhones this year will have that 120 hertz uh, promotion, that they may not because Apple might not be able to implement the technology in their iPhones the way they want to, which is kind of weird because actually when I was doing my research on LTPO, Apple are the ones who actually invented the technology. So it's a little right. weird. So I'm, I'm just curious, what could you gather from the rest of your interview to, with Ross Young as it relates to what's happening with the 120 hertz uh, Fold 2, Note 20? What, what, what can you gather? What can you tell us about that? I, it just sounded like from what he was saying that Samsung's going to run, take the ball and really run with it and, and use it in, in their phones and stuff. I guess Apple had used it and he said in their watches, which then maybe that comes out tomorrow. I can't remember if that was in part one or part two. He said it was in their their Apple Watches. They used it there first, and then Samsung's gonna really run with the take the take the ball and run with it with their new upcoming phones. And it just sounds like more like it's going to help with battery life uh, for the most part because of he said there's gonna be about a and again I can't remember if it's part one or part two, but <laughs> ten to fifteen percent increase in battery life um, for for a hundred and twenty hertz display versus one that doesn't have that. Um, that that L, was it LTPL yeah. um, technology in it. So you'll get it's not going to. I mean, ten to fifteen percent sounds really cool. It's not, but I can't imagine it's going to be leaps and bounds of like, oh my god, this is crazy better. And plus, the way Apple is, Apple will figure out some back end way to to manipulate their 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 technology so it, it works just as well. Like I I have I'm not that concerned with with Apple have a 120 hertz display that doesn't have that technology and Samsung having it because. I've seen what Apple does in the, in the, with technology, and they're they're so smart because they optimize everything with their software and their hardware. It's usually just melts into one, and I so I don't I think it's cool that Samsung's getting it and has it on their newer phones, and they will have it. That 
basically when when the when the display showing the always on display you know instead of that still running at 120 hertz it's only going to run at one hertz so it's not going to use that much battery whereas i think he still said phones that don't have it now like this one is a 60 hertz display this still i guess is running at 60 hertz even though it's basically an always on display right it's using battery life so we'll see what kind of battery life improvements it brings i think more to it though is that people that maybe didn't get the um the s20 ultra because that has 120 hertz but it only runs at 1080p that new note 20 and the and the new galaxy fold 2 they'll be able to do 120 at 2k plus so they'll be able to get the full resolution with the full you know refresh rate without sacrificing really anything else and paying probably the same price if not less than what this phone's worth so i think that's what most people will will buy into if they're a samsung fan um but yeah i think it, it's cool that it's cool technology that samsung's adding to the note 20 for sure all right so i got my man renee richie in the chat he corrected me promotion is not 120 hertz refresh rate promotion is the ability for the refresh rate to fluctuate uh to where it needs to be uh, more or less up and down dynamically so that is what actual yeah. promotion means <laughs> so obviously, like I said, the iPads have the iPad Pros of the past have had promotion, but those are LCD displays. Those are not OLED. We're talking about adding 120 hertz refresh rate on OLED iPhones this year, which is a completely different technology. Which is why there's a thought that if Apple can't get the LTPO technology to work correctly on the OLED side, then the iPhones might not have a, a 120 hertz refresh rate, or they might pack it in the hardware, but they might nerf it when it gets uh, released to the public. So it doesn't impact battery life. Yeah, I think I think if someone doesn't, the other thing I kind of wanted to add is like, I think that if you if you looked at 60, 60 frame per second video and then 30 frame per second video, that's kind of similar the way it looks to like 120 hertz versus maybe a 60 hertz display. It's not completely one to one, but like the way it looks to your eye, that's kind of how I would sell it to somebody if they're not sure what it looks like. All right, let, let, okay, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper into that because me and you, we, we both use 120 hertz phones and we've used 60 hertz phones. If you put yeah. them side by side, you really can't see a difference. No, However, if really. you use them side by side, you can feel a probable difference. Now, it's not yeah, a yeah. large difference. It's not major. Yeah. But if you are yeah. using a 60 hertz net to a 120 hertz refresh rate, you will definitely be able to discern a little bit of a difference, not anything major, though. I personally think that the whole 120 hertz refresh rate thing is kind of overblown. It doesn't really change the way we use the phone, yeah. but I know other people seem to be pretty excited about it. So which side of the fence are you on, Greg, about the 120 hertz display uh, refresh rate? I'm with, I'm with you. I think it's, it, it is kind of gimmicky in a way. I mean, I don't, I don't notice a huge difference. I, the first time I ever tried it was the, um, the Razer, is it the Razer phone, Razer phone 2? Yeah, Razer phone. Razer yeah. made it. I think that was, I think that 120 hertz display. And like, I got it, I was like, and like, I hear like, like these huge YouTubers talking about it, like, oh my God, it's game changing. And I, I used it, I was like, it's not that different. I don't know, it's okay. Like, I don't know, it didn't seem like a big deal. And it still doesn't, I, I like, like you, you can feel when, you, when you're just playing with the phone, you feel like it seems snappier and faster, but it could also be because it has a faster processor or something. But I don't know, yeah, you're right. It doesn't, it's not like, if I gave it to my mom, she'd be like, what, what, I don't, what am I seeing? What am I looking at? <laughs> You're right. So I mean, we're just we're just nitpicky. So maybe we notice it a little bit more. But it's I don't, I agree with you. It's not a huge huge difference. Yeah, like I think uh like uh somebody said in the chat, if more for a gamer, gamer can definitely uh have advantages using a 120 hertz display over a 60 hertz because it allows for more response time, quicker response time, I should say. So if you are using a 120 hertz display when you're gaming and you're gaming against somebody that's using a 60 hertz then you have an advantage because you can respond quicker to things happening faster on your display. But right. other than gaming, uh, for the normal everyday average Joe and Jane, I don't think having a 120 hertz refresh rate on their display is going to make a huge difference to the way they use their smartphone. But do you do you game on your on your smartphone like real games? No. I'm not talking about like Candy Candy Crush. Yeah, I mean, no, I don't, I, don't. I don't really like it. I, it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a big gamer on it either. Yeah, if I'm gaming, I don't want to be on a, a PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo. I don't really game on my smartphone like that. <laughs> Yeah, I would do. All right, so digging a little deeper into your talk with Ross, you guys talked a lot about the Galaxy Fold 2 and the Note 20 and Note 20 Plus. So first, let's start with the Galaxy Fold 2. Uh, what can you tell us about the upcoming Fold 2? You are a Samsung guy, so I'm pretty sure you got some thoughts about Jeez. that. Jeez. <laughs> 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 you just told him! You just told him! <laughs> yeah, I know. Yesterday, shit. <laughs> well, basically, he just said that... I mean, I think the big takeaways from it are that it's going to have... Um, 
the display will be 120 hertz, which we've kind of milked to death on there. Um, he didn't know. The thing is, like, so I didn't know how much he would know personally about the phone. He really knew, and he kind of says it in the interview, he's really knowledgeable about the display side of things. Um, it's going to come with an S Pen um, based off all the rumors that we've heard about, which I, to me is not a huge deal because I honestly, I, even with the Note phones, I like 99% of the time, I never take the S Pen out. Um, so, have, but, but another phone having an S Pen, I think is a big sell for it. Uh, what else did he say? What else was about it? The, uh, the, the, oh, the, the, it's going to have a punch hole camera instead of a, a notch cutout, which you can't see on this, but you know, a little, you know, little, just like it does on the, uh, the regular galaxy phones, you'll get that, that punch hole at the, in the top. I think it's in the top, right? I think instead okay. of having a big notch, I think that's a big sell for it. Potentially cheaper. It was, uh, it was, it was the first one sold for what? 1980. Um, yep. there's rumors there'd be 1780 or 1880, somewhere in that ballpark, but then, I saw uh, Max Weinbeck put out another tweet today who said there's going to be a cheaper version of it, possibly 1099. When I talked to, um, um, uh, the, uh, I can't even think of his name now, Ross. <laughs> What's his mm -hmm. name again? Ross, yeah. The, you know, the guy last game, Ross. He was saying that 1099 probably doesn't seem like a reasonable, a real price, just because if you think about uh, the Galaxy Z Flip, that was what, 1300 bucks. And yep. that technology isn't as crazy or as, or as I don't even think as usable as a, as a Galaxy Fold could be. So a, a 1099 Galaxy Fold seems a little bit out of out of out of out of whack. But um, yeah, I think that I think this is going to be a phone more a phone more people want than any other phone. I think uh, that's released this year because most phones I feel like are kind of boring at this point. You know, they're just slabs of glass with you know maybe a 120 hertz display and a slightly better camera and a slightly better processor and slightly better charging and that's pretty much it. So I think this. Again, a foldable phone that can turn into a tablet or a, or a skinny little phone. I think more people would be excited about that, especially at a lower price. Yeah, I myself, I'm, I have not yet owned a foldable phone, but I am kind of excited to see what they do with the Galaxy Fold 2. But I want to dig a little deeper into the possible inclusion or more than likely inclusion at this point of the F-Pen. Now, we had a kind of a controversy about the type of glass that Samsung used on their Z Flip phone because Samsung, uh, they said it was like ultra thin glass per se. But then our dude, uh, Jerry Rig, everything did the teardown. And when we come, come to find out, it's not really all that much of glass. It's more like a hardened plastic or something like that. I mean, I guess in a way it's glass, but at the, it's the glass at the bare minimum. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. So if the Galaxy Fold 2 uses this UTG ultra thin glass and it comes with F-Pin support, I mean, is it feasible to be able to use an F-Pin on that type of material and not damage the display? I would assume so. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't personally know, but I would assume it would. But I think he, that's the other thing he said in this is that it's going to be more glass based, but it, I know it's still going to be like a, he's he, he or, or Max, I forget said it. I think he said it too, that there's still going to be like a film covering over it of some sort. So I still think it, it you're still going to might get some kind of film covering, covering over it um, to protect the display or to protect the body of it. So it doesn't mess up like the other ones did with like a little bit of a crumb or something. But I mean, how many, but that's the same thing. Like how many people are actually going to use the S Pen? I, that's, I would always be curious how many people that buy note phones actually use the S Pen. I do. Do you think it's 50%? I don't think it is. Probably not. But that, I mean, but the bigger point though, is that if we have this foldable display that's already brittle by default and you're adding F Pen functionality on this already brittle display, I mean, like I'm, I'm just wondering out loud, is it feasible I mean, when they first came out with the first run of the Galaxy Fold, the damn thing broke in like 48 hours in, uh, in most reviewers' hands because of the, yeah. the, the display covering came off or the phone hardware wasn't uh, up to the challenges of everyday use and things like that. Now, we know they improved the hardware with the uh, second revision, which came out later on in the year. But now we're here almost a year later. We're at the Galaxy Fold 2. The display itself is still not the toughest. I mean, we're talking about ultra-thin glass which Jerry Rick, everything yeah. kind of just massacred pretty easily in his video. But you're talking about adding possible F-Pen support on top of ultra-thin glass when you got people that will be pressing a pen down probably pretty hard <laughs> on the glass. And I'm just wondering, Greg, I'm like, yo, is this really going to hold up over time? Like, what, what, what are we looking at here? <laughs> I don't think, well, let me say this. I think the good thing about Samsung is like, they learn from their mistakes. Like, I you hope look so. at something like the notes. You look at something like the Note 7 and they kind of did an about face. They put in phone batteries that were like a lot smaller for a generation or two. 
and then they went back to these bigger batteries. But I feel like they fixed that issue. And then you look at something like last year with the Galaxy Fold One, where it, you know the reviewers got it and messed up on them. But then when they released the, the 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 fixed version of it, everything was good. So I think at this point they probably somewhat play it safe with with their devices after they make a mistake. So I think I I, I don't think they're going to release an S Pen that's going to easily break, even if you put pressure on it the on on this ultra thin glass i i can't imagine they would i just I, they it's it's such bad press especially a, a third time or, or, or a second time in a row with the same type of phone i just can't imagine they would do it so i think they'll be fine i can't imagine okay so if they don't use an f-pin like they use normally i mean the f-pin that we are accustomed to is kind of a it's not the most generous thing as far as like putting it on the display kind of like a fine point so are they gonna like yeah. dull the point maybe to make it more easier <laughs> on the display? I mean, I'm thinking, like I'm curious. We're talking about a potentially, I think we're talking about an over two thousand dollar device coming later this year with 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 uh, with, with, uh, with brittle glass. So if we're gonna put an F pin, uh, we're gonna add F pin functionality to this brittle glass and charge two thousand dollars to put a device into glass that might do bad things. I don't know, man. I'm just curious, Greg. I'm wondering, man. <laughs> I can't imagine. Do you think they're going to turn it into a marker? <laughs> I mean, they almost have to, right? They almost have to. <laughs> the S pen marker, the S marker, they call it S marker. Right, or something. I don't know. I, 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 I wouldn't. I mean, honestly, I, I wouldn't personally worry about it. The only thing I would do, props, and, this, and I never get this with any phone. I never buy a warranty or or an insurance plan with a phone through my carrier or directly through the company. Oh wow, I never do. But this this would probably be the first phone. I would yeah, I would highly recommend you do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you could you could take a chance, but a two thousand dollar chance with a foldable phone with an F pin is like, woo! That's like jumping from higher with no parachute, son. I don't know if you can do that. It's too, it's too so scary. Deep. It's too scary. All right, so, so all right, I think we beat the fold two over the head with over the to the death with a dead horse, however the thing go. But let's talk about the Note twenty and Note twenty plus. So, if I was reading his uh, information correctly, according to Ross Young, uh, he says that the Note twenty will not have a one hundred and twenty hertz refresh rate. But the Note 20 Plus will. So, do you have any more information about the Note 20 and Note 20 Plus? Um, so, just what you said. So, it's funny. I I did the interview with them, and I think on the interview, I think we say 120 hertz on both of those displays. But then I saw that he tweeted out this morning something different. Um, so, yeah, obviously, what you said sounds like it's going to be true because he obviously is getting all this information. But other than that information about I'm trying to think. He gave out. He obviously gave out the resolution of both the phones. Slightly has higher resolution and slightly higher PPIs on both of them. Again, not much, but slightly more than it. He said it, uh, enhanced S Pen experience, but he didn't really have any information on that. He didn't really know display sizes. He had really talked about that, but no, it's more like just going over what he had already told me and, and tweeted out and stuff I had already spoken about. It wasn't really anything that new. So if you don't want to watch tomorrow's video, don't. <laughs> okay wait you do not come on a podcast and tell people not to watch your content we don't we don't do that here greg you're supposed to be encouraging people to watch your content what are you doing out here i know i'm just kidding i'm just real i'm just real <laughs> <laughs> no but you know, it's, it's good it's a good conversation because he, he dives more into like the technique he's really technical about everything and now obviously with the way i talk about it it's more of like almost at a consumer level a slightly higher consumer level um, for people to like get nerdy about, but he really gets into the to the weeds with stuff. So that's why it's so cool talking to him on the on the show and getting his opinion and, and thoughts on everything. It's always nice to be able to talk to somebody with inside information on the industry that mm. we cover and things like that. I want to talk about this big thing on the back of this phone I have in my hand. For those of y'all listening on audio only, I'm currently holding the Samsung Galaxy S20 Ultra, and uh, the focus that I have on the camera right now on the uh, on the uh, screen here is the S20 Ultra camera. Now, usually when the Note phone come out, they usually are using the same camera system from the S20 line or the S line that were released early in the year, maybe with a minor upgrade here and there. But we know that this S20 Ultra camera has had its fair share of issues and it still does, especially with the autofocus. So Greg, do you think that, well, between the what six months between the release of the S20 Ultra and the Note 20 series, Will Samsung be able to fix the issue with the camera? Because that's going to be a big, big thing if they can't do that. Yeah, I keep, I, I, I'm, I hear that. Well, I've heard two things. I've heard rumors that um, that Samsung will never be able to fully fix the autofocusing type issues on here. It's yep. always going to kind of be wonky. But then I also heard they are come next month, actually. 
it is it's weird because it's it does it, it takes either really nice photos or like blurry photos like it doesn't it has yep. problems on the it has problem on the edges center it's pretty good but then like just like sometimes i'll take a i'll want to take a photo of like maybe a phone you know and, and it, it can't focus on the phone or it can't focus on the on the card or the the lettering on something so that's a really it's a big pain in the ass in that way but Otherwise, yeah, so I, I guess the, to break it down, what I, I know you're not asking me this, but I probably wouldn't recommend this phone to almost anybody <laughs> because it's it's a pain in the ass. But I, but otherwise, I love it. Like, oh, I love everything about it. It charges really fast. The display is awesome. Other speakers are good. The It takes decent photos, like I said, you know, for the most part. The, can, the video video is good. The fast charging, the wireless charging, the water resistance. Like, I love everything about it. I really do. It's just like the occasional autofocusing issues is, is enough of a, a pain in the butt. Plus, it's what sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I got the sixteen hundred dollar one. Uh, it's, Me too. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So like, mm -mm. I, even though even though I had I had the One Plus for a little bit, and the One Plus Eight uh, Pro is a really good phone. I probably recommend that phone, even though I like personally the look, feel, and finish of the the Galaxy phone better. But I would I it'd be so hard to not recommend people just getting the OnePlus 8 Pro instead, if they can. All right. So For Android side. I find it kind of interesting because I have the same thoughts about the S20 Ultra that you do. I actually love this device. I don't love the camera, but I love the device. If I'm being completely honest, I use this phone more than I use any other phone in my arsenal, even my iPhone, because obviously with these Android phones, especially with this phone in particular, I get more done with like multitasking and productivity and things like that. So this is pretty much my go-to phone for most days and things like that. However, like you said, the autofocus on the camera is an issue. Like sometimes I'll get great pictures. I mean, when it works, it works great. But when it doesn't work, it looks like a blurry mess, man. Like you said, it's just yeah. bad. But if you can get past the camera, and by the way, I'm not saying that you should have to get past the camera. Like you said, this is a sixteen hundred dollar phone. You should not have yeah. to get past the camera. But if you can get past the camera, the rest of the phone is a okay. But let's mm -hmm. talk more about the OnePlus Eight and Eight Pro. I don't have those. I don't plan on getting them. But you have had those. So, what are your thoughts? more and a little bit more depth about those yeah so i i i i have since gotten rid of it but it's basically it's not a perfect phone but it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like the galaxy phone the galaxy phone's <laughs> like almost a perfect phone if you remove the price and the and the, and the auto focusing issue it does like and has everything and it's like the same thing with the oneplus 8 pro but a lower price i did prefer the cameras off and on between the two like sometimes i like the oneplus 8 camera over the uh, the Galaxy phone camera, it just depended. Um, depends. Uh, as for like the displays and stuff, I liked the way the Galaxy display looked better. Performance, I, I it's funny. I, in the past, I would have always chosen the OnePlus Eight Pro to perform better, but I would I would notice like every so often like occasional like lag, like and I I, I never get that now with my Galaxy S twenty Ultra, the one mm. with sixteen gigs of RAM. I never do, never see lag, and I got like just. Ever so like a little bit of stuttering sometimes on the OnePlus 8 Pro. Um, so I don't know. Otherwise, it's a it's a really good phone. It's like it's I would probably say it's the out of all the Android phones I tried this year, it'd be tough not to call it like either the best, like for most the best for most people. Um, the best phone to get. Because like the price, performance, what you get with it, it's it's pretty phenomenal. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about the OnePlus 8 Pro camera because that probably has been the biggest like knock against OnePlus phones in the past into camera. So are you saying that the camera is kind of up uh, caught up a little bit with the Samsungs and the iPhones and the Pixels of the world? Or do they yeah, have... I think so. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, okay. like when, yeah, like when I did my comparison video, I like there was times that I was like, Oh, the, the, the OnePlus looks better than the than the Galaxy the Galaxy phone. Um the I guess the the thing that kind of turned me off is I, I will use my phone sometimes to shoot vlogs or to like to shoot videos with my own stuff. And I didn't like that the front camera wasn't 4K on the on the OnePlus. It was only a 1080 30, I think. It might have been 1080 60, but like I could notice the difference between those two. Like it looked a lot better, I felt, on the on the Galaxy phone. But the back cameras I felt were pretty close with each other. Definitely not six hundred dollars difference for sure. Okay. Okay. I mean yeah. I had a one, I have a one plus seven pro, um, and the camera, it was, it was definitely hit or miss. Um, the one yeah. thing about one plus though, is that with the one plus seven pro anyway, they will constantly update that phone almost every week trying to fix the camera. Oh, yeah. But with the one plus a pro like that, I've never had that device. So I don't know, but it sounds like coming from you that the camera has been vastly improved. So that's a good look for one plus. 
Yeah, I I only I didn't have the one plus seven pro. I had the I played with my friends for a little bit, but so I can't really compare it to that one. But yeah, and I mean like I wouldn't like don't get me wrong, it's not the best camera ever, but like I think it definitely competes with the big boys. I don't think you would like you would at times, sometimes it doesn't look as good, don't get me wrong, but like I think maybe 75 to 85 percent of the time it'll definitely compete with the big boys for sure um so i i, I had no i didn't i, I would have been happy with it if i had to keep it for sure well for an 899 price tag i sure the hell hope we could compete with the big boy i can play uh, <laughs> charge a big boy price and so man what is going on Woo! okay so for sure you made a comment about the uh one plus april how you felt like it is a good enough recommendation for most people Let's talk about my recommendation that is good enough for most people. A phone, I think, yes, you have the iPhone SE 2020. What are your thoughts on this bad boy? I sold mine already, but oh! I knew I wasn't. Well, no, 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 no. I knew I wasn't ah! going to keep. It. I, I have, I have an iPhone 11, and I because okay, I'll tell you what. So I'll tell you. I already did a review on it, but basically, a short review on it. Um, for me, I'm 40 years old. The, the screen is too small for me. I can't. I'm like, I, I mean, I can see it. But I agree. I'm like, yeah, I'm like. Eh, can't see it. <laughs> it's a little bit too small for my eyes. Like, I think it's really good. It's not good for your, your mom or your grandmother. I mean, it is in a lot of ways. Don't get me wrong. But like the screen's too small. It's good for kids. It's yep. good for people that have really good eyesight. Um, I love that it had wireless charging. It has water resistance. Um, the camera is definitely decent enough to take everyday photos, to pass and be good enough for Instagram and, and Facebook. And um, it, it's fast. It's it, you can play games on it. Like you can play Fortnite at high 60 frames per second, um, which a lot of kids do. So I think it's like the perfect, perfect, perfect phone for like probably people that are 30 and under that don't want to spend a lot of money and don't want a big ass screen. I think it's perfect for them. But anybody over 30 and or over 40, whatever you start losing your eyesight, it's <laughs> not a good phone. It's just too small, but it's, it's a great phone. It's freaking awesome. You know what? Like I said, I completely agree with you. I love the phone. I think it's a great device, but it's not for me. The screen is way too small on the SE. Way too small. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think the iPhone 11 is a perfect size. Like, uh, it's a perfect mixture of like being small, but also being large enough and not being bulky. And like, I don't know. And the price is not that bad. It, I think it starts at six ninety nine. So right, it's an awesome phone too. Yeah, yeah, six point one inches definitely a more enjoyable size for me and you as opposed to the four point seven inch SE. Like, yeah, like yes. what do you think? The, what do you what do you think the best phone over five hundred is? The best phone over five hundred. Uh, like for me, I would I would probably say the iPhone eleven. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, probably iPhone eleven or maybe I mean some people could, put, could even look at the 10R maybe, but. Yeah, the iPhone 11 probably the best oh, one well, right okay. now. I meant, I meant new. I meant new. Phones, oh, new yeah, ones, iPhone 11, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so let's talk about a couple of phones that both me and you currently have that are, are we're looking at right now. We got the TCL 10 series here. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, the TCL 10 Pro and the TCL 10L. Let's start with the uh, 10L. Um, this phone shocked the hell out of me. This is a yeah. $250 phone with a 6.5-inch display, 1080p, has all the bells and whistles of your higher price flagship, and it runs pretty smooth, decent cameras. What are your thoughts on the 10L? Because I think it's pretty Dude. good. <clears throat> it's awesome. It's like the one thing I actually like, and I say this in a couple of my videos that I made. I haven't released them because I don't think we're able to. Because right, uh, uh, I was going to say XDA, but embargo. <laughs> we're on embargo. <laughs> embargo. Embargo. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love. I actually love the software implementation they do on this. It's like basic you know, vanilla Android yep. with like tons of customizations mm -hmm. and like they don't get in the way. They're not bulky. There's no, there's no, um, there's only a handful of apps on here that were installed that you probably might not want. I think like, I think Facebook is one of them, but most people use Facebook um, and Netflix. I can't remember what they are, but it's like most other than that, there's no, there's no bloatware on here. Um, the cameras are, it, the cameras are a little bit um, oversaturated at times. I feel like, and then the one thing I don't like about this phone, I'm like giving a whole review, <laughs> but uh, they, it, 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 um, the cameras are too hot. Like you talk and it's like, if you talk too loud, which I do, it bleeds. Like it's just, they need to put an update up for that. But otherwise this phone's awesome. $250. Like I usually don't play with budget phones or if I do, they're not that good. They like suck. This thing's awesome. Like I know, this is like a perfect phone for your mom, your dad. Yeah, you somebody that doesn't want someone that doesn't need to like I'm trying to think this 
even, I mean, like anything you do, you'll be happy with this because it even has a headphone jack and it has on oh, no, this one doesn't have the IR blaster, but that's awesome. This one's freaking awesome. It's so Blown funny. Around. It's funny that you said that you don't usually play with budget phones. I don't either, but I, I have a good, pretty uh, good relationship with TTL, so they sent them out. But I'm en- I enjoy the phone. This phone's amazing. I think one of my favorite parts of this phone, Greg, is something that's vastly underrated right now, and that is the completely flat front display. It is completely flat. Mm, I love that. I, I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that. That's the one thing I love, too. I love that. I, it's like, um, it's, it's, and it makes it feel so much larger, right? Like you're getting so much more yes. real estate. But my favorite part about a flat screen is just the typing experience. It's so much more comfortable to type on a flat display. And then, and then and also with having a flat display, you don't get that screen distortion that you do with curved edges and those accidental touches. Yes, yes. Typing on this phone is a joy. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yeah. I wish um yeah, I know it's like I, the and this screen's like it's like not too big, but it's big. Like you still get six yep. dot five, three inches, ten DP plus. The one thing I do wish it was a little bit brighter too outdoors. It's not like out when when I look at it right on the screen right here, it looks fine. But like when you bring it outdoors, it's it's a little bit not bright. I love bright. Yeah, space. yeah. The, the bright, yeah, I agree. The brightness level is pretty much non-existent on that phone. But, but like, if my mom knew how to use an Android phone, I would I would recommend this. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, for two hundred fifty dollars, that phone is a great value for a lot of people. But then we have the Ten Pro with the curved edges, and like I said, I'm not really a fan of the curved edges at all. But yeah. the back of the phone, the finish, whatever finish they have going on on the back, is amazing. It's beautiful. Kind of slippery, but yeah. it's beautiful. Very beautiful. Yeah. Now, it's kind of funny to me because on the 10L, there's a massive camera bump, but on the 10 Pro, it's practically non-existent. Yeah, dude. Totally. <laughs> I know. I was I was just doing a comparison video, and I'm like, I I, I should have looked at it closer. I didn't realize how, how much the, the camera bumps yeah. stick out. It, this one's huge camera bump. Massive. The one thing, I'm glad they also gave, this isn't the case for it, but they do give you a, a yeah. case. For the phone, I love I love when when companies do that. Yeah, um, OnePlus always does that. Um, I wish Samsung did it. Sam, oh, they don't do it, but I no, wish they, they don't. Would. Yeah, I but mean, but they did with the um, they did with the the the, the, the fold, flip right? Phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Oh, the D flip too. Okay, yeah, I know that. I think they gave one with the fold too. But yeah, um, the 10 Pro runs like a champ. Like it's kind mm. of funny because when I first used the 10L, I'm like, wow, the 10L snappy and fast and it's fluid. Then I started playing with the 10 Pro. I'm like, it's like twice as fast as the 10 I'm Like, wait, how did they do that? <laughs> like, it, yeah, like, <laughs> it's a, well, it does have a better processor, slightly yeah. better processor. But yeah, it's, it's definitely smoother. I definitely noticed like it doesn't, the, the 10L will sometimes stutter up a little bit. This one, I haven't yeah. really noticed any stutter no. over there. This one's, this one's what, 450, I think it is. 450, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like some, there's some things that I wish that, I mean, that, that are different in terms of like to make it $200 price difference. But, um, it's tough to not recommend just people get this one, the 251 general for most people. Yep. Um, that don't want to spend money. So, yeah, but the, the curved edges, I mean, obviously, um, they're both OLED, but, uh, I think, no, though, the, the 10 L is not OLED. This is OLED. Um, yeah, but it curved. I mean, you got that. It has the end of play fingerprint sensor. The 10 L has the fingerprint sensor on the back. Uh, the fingerprint yep. sensor on there is okay. It's not the greatest thing in the world, but I mean, it works. It is what it is. Um, the display is definitely brighter on here than on the 10L. So I like the fact that it's a better, it has more brightness to it. Um, but yeah, yeah. This, this is a great phone. Um, like you said, these awesome. TCL phones, the software, I think they call it TCL UI. It is mm-hmm. very light. It's almost like stock Android. But like yeah. you said, there's a lot of tweaks and customizations that you can make to make it your own. And the smart key, yes. The smart key is a game changer. <laughs> oh, you got a flashlight. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You yeah I, love I wish I wish more people more like I think I and I say this in the video. I actually think their implementation of how they created their little skin over Android. I don't know if it's the best because this like Samsung was I think Samsung's is really good. But like I think some of the, the like the smart button and yeah. a lot of the customizations they add in here, like I, it's actually my number one or number two favorite skin of Android, which is kind of crazy to say. Yeah, considering it's practically a brand new skin of Android, but yeah, this, this yeah. skin is legit, man. Run smooth, mm-hmm. uh, very light, not too heavy, bunch of little tweaks and customizations. Yeah, definitely enjoying the TCL 10 Pro. For their first uh, smartphone out of the gate, they are coming for everybody's neck, as I keep saying on these podcasts. TCL is coming, man. I know a lot of people haven't heard of TCL, but they are a very big company across the globe. And they are finally formally getting into the smartphone game. And these first two entries are rock solid. 
and they are going to do very well, especially given their pricings and things like that. So uh, be on the lookout for TTO in the future. They're only getting better. I think they had some foldables at CES too. I think you saw, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. But um, I'm trying to think. They were, they were. I don't think we. I'm trying to remember. I don't think I got to play with it. No, it was like behind a glass case. Um, they were prototypes, so they weren't really. Yeah, we didn't get. I definitely didn't get to play with it. They they let me play with with in in a back room. They let me play with uh, these two phones and mm-hmm. the five G version. They have a five G phone too. Right. Yep. That's coming out. Um, so I get to play with all those in a back room. It's funny I, it, it, that we're talking about TCL at, at, I was there, I saw them at, at CES and we, I, I, I had no, I had no appointments with them or anything, but eventually I, I saw someone else was, who was there that was friends with them. And I went up to them and I ended up starting to talk and they were like the nicest people. So yeah. cool. The TCL folks. Yeah. And um, they, they followed through in everything they said, Hey, We'll keep in contact with you. You know, we'll send you phones. We'll do this for you. Everything they have said they would do, they they have done. Such an uh, upright, uh, nice company that has really followed through with everything. Like so many companies that I'll meet or work with that are so far behind or lost or just don't aren't, aren't on the ball. And TCL has been nothing but like amazing. Like, and I'm not just saying that because they sent me a phone. Like, they've been on the ball. They've been awesome. No, I mean. I mean, my uh, my relationship with TCL has been brief. I mean, I think they sent me an Alcatel phone a few months ago, but they just sent me these new phones, and they are they're lovely, man. Like you said, they're on the ball with their emails. They give you all the information yeah. that you need. They tell you yeah. what you need to know. I mean, they even yeah. gave us this big old, this big nice reviewer guy with these phones, and I'm like, I mm-hmm. like the reviewer guy. They're pretty cool. But, I love uh, it. Yeah, even even them just giving like they'll give. Um, this, this is kind of you know uh, behind the behind the wall for people right. that don't do tech reviews. Like they they give you a, a PDF a, a Dropbox link and you have all the information on there with with uh, you know the, the the fact information and tips and tricks and like just everything that you could possibly want to know about the phone it's it's there. Yep. I've never gotten any anything close to that with from other companies. I mean, somewhat close, but nothing like this in depth. It was amazing. Yeah, TCO is definitely legit. I am looking forward to their offerings coming in the future and things like that. So, Greg. We got a yes. bunch of phones coming this year. Is there any phone in particular that you're looking forward to the most coming later this year, or which maybe it's already yeah. out? I don't know. I probably already gave it away. It's the Galaxy Fold Two. Um, I didn't get the Galaxy Fold One. I did have a pre-order for it. I would have kept the pre-order for it, but then they canceled on me because remember the whole tech issue thing. So I ended up getting like I think I got like a three hundred dollar gift certificate for free from Samsung because they canceled my order. So I got or two hundred dollars something for free. So I didn't buy that phone then because it was issues and it was expensive. And I said, screw it. But that Galaxy Fold 2, I'm, I'm, prob- I'm like 90% sure I'm just I'm going to buy it and, and get it and see if it fits into my lifestyle or not. But that's the phone I'm most excited about because of um, it basically having every feature that the Galaxy S20 should be able to have. Maybe not water resistance. Right. It should have a beautiful display with 120 hertz. It should have um, a 5G, which to me is not that big a deal, but no. it'll have 5G. Um, wireless charging should, I would assume is going to be in there. Um, it's, just, I don't know. I'm just excited about that phone. I've always wanted a, a phone that was like huge display and like, <laughs> I don't know. It just seems very exciting. So that phone, I am excited to try out the new iPhones as well. Um, mm-hmm. to see what they bring to the table. And from what we know so far from John releasing everything, every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'd go with that phone i thought those are two i mean no 20 i'm excited but not that excited because I, I don't think it's gonna be much of a difference versus the no the, the s20 what about you what are you excited about i'm like you man i'm really excited for the fold too i want to see what the what improvements they make i want to see what future they uh what features they put into it i'm i've never had a foldable phone not sure if i'll be able to go get a fold too but i'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table anyway uh definitely yeah. looking forward to the fold <laughs> too i mean with iphones you you pretty much know what you're gonna get um, I will yeah. be I will be interested to see if Apple can implement what the uh, 120 hertz refresh rate on the iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max 5G. I agree with you. Still too early for 5G. Not a big deal yet. But uh, yeah, the Fold 2 is definitely the phone I'm looking forward to most this year. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like I just hope they can price it a little bit less. I really don't want to yeah. spend two thousand dollars. I mean, I, I always what I always do I just end up like selling phones that I'm not using or don't want or don't need to cut into the cost. Like I definitely, once the note comes out or the fold or whatever, I'll, without a doubt, I'll get rid of this phone. There's no way I'll keep the, the S20. I mean, people like <laughs> these huge YouTubers that make, you know, 
hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars. They do. It's like not a, if people don't know, they, they, those guys do. There's no way Marquez has that amazing studio without making probably million over a million dollars. So like oh, yeah. someone like him, he can keep all these phones or he gets them for free. So like, but someone like me or you, you know, we have to sell our stuff. We have to, yep. to upgrade to the next thing. So some people always ask like, how'd you, how do you get all this stuff? It's like, sometimes I get it for free, but a lot of times I'm just selling my stuff on eBay or Swappa and buy, using that money to buy another phone. Definitely, man. Definitely, definitely. Yo, how are you holding up with the current events of the world, man? You guys doing okay over there in uh, San Diego? Honestly, uh, I'm like, a, I'm a total homebody anyway. So like, this is like, my life personally is like not changed at all. <laughs> if we go out, to, if we go out to eat, it's usually takeout anyway. Um, <laughs> or, if, and I don't, if I do, I do most of my grocery shopping online anyway. I do most of my shopping for clothes and tech and whatever it is online. So like that stuff's not different. The only difference really, honestly, is that my wife is home more. Like instead of her working five days a week, they, they, they dropped her down to um, uh, three days a week and two days a week. She still gets paid full-time hours, but she only has to go to work for like 15 hours a week. <laughs> so oh, it's wow. like, I see her, I see her a lot more often, but other than that, it's like, it's, it's my life isn't that changed. We're doing okay. What yeah, about I'm, you? I'm glad to hear you're doing okay. I used to have to go to a uh, office building every day to work. Um, obviously, I don't do that. I'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home. So we've transitioned into working from home. So been working from home uh, for the foreseeable future. I think they're trying to go back to the office in June. I don't know if that's going to happen, given that I don't, we they haven't really made any significant developments with fighting the virus yet. So not sure if that's going to happen. But yeah, working from home, doing the YouTube thing. But I'm like you, besides not going to the office every day, my life hasn't changed much. I mean, I don't. all I do is go to the office and come home and do YouTube anyway. The only time I go out is like to get groceries and gas, and that's pretty much about it. So my life has not changed. <laughs> Working from home actually suits me. It saves me a ton of money from having to drive and pay for parking. So I prefer mm -hmm. being able to work from home. Please, can we have some more? Thank you very much. <laughs> do you live in this? Do you live in the city? I live in the suburb, but I work in the city. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I this working from home stuff it it, it it aligned with my lifestyle. So I don't I don't have a problem with it at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. No doubt. But uh, Greg. Gregor, pleasure having you on the podcast, man. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me, man. It's been a pleasure for me to, to it's an honor, honestly, too. You've had so many amazing people on here. So just to be one of those people is awesome. Man, thank you. But before we go, let the people know where they can find you. Greggles TV. Look at my name right there. Oh, you can't see it if you're listening. Greggles TV, G-R-E-G-G-L-E-S-T-V, everywhere on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, any, anywhere and everywhere, Greggles TV. That's my. I'm sorry. Every time, I th every time I think about Gregor, they still crap me up just a little bit. Gregor, it's, it's so unique. It's, it's so unique. <laughs> I know so many people have the word tech in their name or whatever. I don't know. So <laughs> hopefully it stands out a little bit. If you're listening on audio only and you want to support the podcast, there will be links in the show notes for you to do that. Uh, again, none of this stuff is required, but anything that you can do greatly helps the podcast. Also, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Please, please, please consider leaving a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps more people discover Vibe Drive. I think this is a pretty good podcast. I think most of you do too, because the podcast is steadily growing week after week. So I appreciate all of that. But until the next time, people, this your boy Viper, the man about tech. You know where to find me. So come back for more. <laughs> You try to break my concentration, Greg. You break my concentration. <laughs> <laughs>